Welcome to the Best Kept Secret videocast and podcast from Centricity. If you're a B2B service professional, use our five-step process to go from the grind of chasing every sale to keeping your pipeline full with prospects knocking on your door to buy from you. We give you the freedom of time and a life outside of your business. Each episode features an executive from a B2B services company sharing their provocative perspective on an opportunity that many of their clients are missing out on. It's how we teach our clients to get executive decision makers to buy without being salesy or spammy. Here's our host, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity, Jay Kingley. I'm Jay Kingley, the co-founder and CEO of Centricity. Welcome to our show, where our guests share their provocative perspective on what their target market is missing out on. I am happy to welcome to the show, Anna Henry, founder and president of Shift Sustainability Consulting. Anna helps organizations implement transformative solutions to reverse climate change and create healthier spaces. Anna is based in Charlottesville, Virginia. Welcome to the show, Anna. Hi, Jay. I'm happy to be here. We live in very polarized times. And when we talk about climate change and other things of that nature. We have the political discussion. We have the scientific discussion. And reluctantly, often, we have the business discussion. Now, this is not a political show. We aren't going to be talking about people's political views on this issue, except we acknowledge that we are not united as a society on climate change. The second thing is we're not going to be discussing the science of climate change. Instead, we're going to talk about business and how this impacts business. In my observation and from my experience, businesses do things for one of two reasons. The first is it's consistent with their values, their mission, in their vision. It is part of their brand. So take Patagonia as a classic example of someone who's very environmentally conscious. It is part of their DNA. Uh, the founder and CEO has taken the majority of his net worth in the company, put it in a trust to benefit environmental causes and actions long after he departs this earth. And that's very consistent with their values. But the second reason that companies do things is because their customers demand it. Many businesses, when it comes to any social issue, frankly, would like to stay on the sidelines. They will say, and I'm not going to say it's incorrect, this is the job of our politicians and our political system to address this issue or society and voters and consumers to address this issue. We don't want to get involved. But sometimes customers demand that companies get off the fence and they want to do business with companies where they feel a shared sense of values and commonality of purpose. Now, the challenge when you're a company and you're being forced to deal with an issue you'd rather not deal with is that, as we talked about earlier, not everybody is on the same page. We are not united. So I'm going to take an action because part of my customer base demands it. But by doing that, I am going to anger and upset another part of the customer base. And this is where we get into this. I'm between a rock and a hard place. No matter what I do, some part of my customers are going to be unhappy. So with us focused on the business issue. Anna, 
you're an expert in issues and of climate change, working with businesses and organizations on this topic. If I am running a company, how should I be thinking about this issue, which seems to me to be fraught with difficulty? Many organizations, both B2B and B2C, are seeing a substantial portion of their clients indicate that they only want to do business with a climate responsible company. And those organizations aren't sure how to respond effectively, just like you're saying. Surveys indicate 72% of global consumers have shifted their purchasing to support more environmentally friendly brands in recent years. And 64% of consumers are actually willing to pay a premium for those products. So what is it if you're the company executive? What is it that you should be thinking about on this issue? Consumer-driven activism is pushing businesses to align with their customers' personal values around climate change. Consumers are feeling anxious about climate change, and they want to see the businesses that they patronize supporting the causes that they care about. Many consumers do believe that brands have just as much responsibility for, and critically, ability to take climate action as governmental bodies. I'm actually a huge proponent of voting with our dollars to tell companies what it is that we care about. And that's what today's consumers are doing. They're feeling an increased sense of urgency around climate action, and that urgency isn't going anywhere. A survey data from The Economist actually shows a 71% rise in online searches for sustainable goods in the past five years. And companies are taking notice of that. KPMG data reveals that 80% of the world's top companies are already reporting on sustainability metrics. And Forbes estimates that 20% of top global companies have already made a commitment to go net zero. So as sustainable business practices increasingly become an expectation of consumers, companies are going to need to find ways to demonstrate to their consumers that they care about this issue and that they're taking action on it. So Anna, I think you mentioned that 72% of global consumers have shifted their purchases and who they do business with to companies that are more environmentally conscious. That means 28% haven't. As a business executive, you just hate to have to pick winners and losers. I want it all. So how do I think about no matter what I do here, some portion of my customer base is at risk of getting alienated because of my social action that I felt compelled to take? Or is there some clever way that I can duck below it and have everyone else fight the battle and have everybody love me by me not getting involved? What do you think? If you find yourself in this position where your customers are demanding climate action, I recommend creating a climate action plan, particularly one that will resonate with your customers and also one that provides some optionality for customers, whether they do or don't want to take climate action. This means identifying actions that are both impactful and visible that you can craft a story around. Tying consumption of your product or service to an opportunity for climate action is one successful method of doing this. So for example, airlines offer you the ability to offset the emissions of your flight. Shipping companies offer you the ability to offset the carbon emissions associated with shipping your packages. Utility companies offer you the ability to purchase a greener electricity option or to offset the emissions associated with your consumption of natural gas. 
Amazon has added a climate pledge friendly tag to help consumers identify products that have more sustainable attributes of the many, many options that are available to them on their on their website. These are all opt-in methods that empower customers who are interested to make their purchases more sustainable than they otherwise would be. And I'll add that the data supports this approach because consumers are willing to pay more for a sustainable option. Globally, consumers are willing to pay an average premium of 25% more for a sustainable product. And that willingness to pay rises to an average of 37% in the United States. I think that this concept of doing it as an opt-in is really insightful because it it deals with this rock and hard place. So if I want to opt in and either by paying a little bit more money uh, to purchase an offset or maybe just voluntarily in your Amazon example, uh, filtering my search to only buy environmentally responsible products, it's my choice to do that. But if I'm on the other side, I can just ignore it. I don't have to pay the extra premium. No one's forcing me to do that. I don't have to filter my search. I I can buy from whoever it is that I want. And I think that's a really elegant way to be thinking about how to deal with a problem that's so divisive. So at some level, you are giving both parties what they want uh, and allowing all of your customers, in effect, to declare victory. Let's say that you you take your advice and, and I implement this very well-designed opt-in type approach. And, and you've talked a little bit about some of the, the business benefits, but maybe pull that all together for me. And, and how is it that as a company, I can really benefit from moving proactively forward on this course of action? From a marketing perspective, the biggest objective benefit that you'll get from creating this customer-focused climate action plan is increased sales. You can grow your revenues by meeting this increasing demand from customers for greener brands and products. I'm going to throw a few stats at you. Recent data indicates that 72% of global consumers are buying more environmentally friendly products than they were five years ago, and 81% expect to purchase even more sustainable products and services over the next five years. 55% of Consumers claim to have made at least moderate changes in their lifestyle to accommodate this shift in purchasing. And 78% have indicated they are more likely to purchase a product that is clearly labeled as environmentally friendly. So by giving consumers what they're looking for in terms of sustainable options, you can boost your customer base while also commanding a premium for your products and services. I think your opt-in approach as opposed to uh, needing to be all in or all out. Uh, As I said earlier, I think it's great. But nevertheless, if I'm that executive who's got to make the decision that I need to have some strategy, some plan for dealing uh, with climate change and being climate responsible, uh, what is it that they gain by showing this type of leadership? Emotionally, you can gain a reduction in climate anxiety, a mental health condition recognized by both the United Nations and the American Psychological Association. Global climate change is an intimidating large-scale problem. It feels so vast, and it can be overwhelming and easy to think that there's nothing you can do about it. Creating a climate action plan helps empower you as you learn exactly what kind of impact you're able to have with your brand and then create a plan that makes that impact a reality. You've put together, I think, a a pretty compelling argument as to the need to proactively address this issue. So given that, 
what are the key implementation steps I need to take to create this climate awareness plan? There are five key steps to creating a consumer-focused climate action plan. So step one is figure out where you are now. What is the climate impact of your product, service, operation? And are you already doing anything to reduce it? To figure this out, you can perform a greenhouse gas inventory. You can do energy benchmarking, peer benchmarking of your ESG performance, consider life cycle analysis on your products, catalog your existing sustainability programs. There are a lot of options to figure out what it is that you're doing now and what your current impact is. Step two is to then decide where you want to go. What is your target climate impact? And what are your consumers most interested in seeing? Is it reduced or zero emissions? Is it an energy use reduction of a certain amount, zero waste? What will have a meaningful impact and resonate with your customer base? Step three is to identify actions that will achieve that impact and calculate their expected contribution to your goal. Step four is to then make a plan by prioritizing those actions based on expected impact, cost, feasibility, and alignment with your customer interests. And then step five is to implement the plan, measure the impact, and tell your story. Make sure that you celebrate what you and your customers are able to accomplish. Empower them to brag about the impact that they're making in collaboration with your brand. Anna, you have talked about such a, a topical, critical issue for human society, uh, for the globe and everyone who lives on planet Earth. And I think you have given us a way that as a business, you could move forward on something that feels like it's very tricky, feels like it's hard to know how to navigate, but you have given us clarity on a very compelling way to think about it and have given us some direction on how we can move forward proactively. So I think that should inspire all of us to make the contribution towards this issue we can make at the level that we operate. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to learn a bit more about Anna. Are you wondering how much longer you have to grind and chase for every lead conversation and client? Would you like clients to knock on your door so you no longer have to pitch, follow up, and spam decision makers? Well, Centricity's Category 1 program uses a proven five-step process that will help you get in front of the decision makers you need by spending less time doing all the things you hate. It's not cold calling, cold email, cold outreach on LinkedIn or any other social media, or even spending money on ads but it does have a 35 times higher ROI than any of those things leveraging your expertise and insights at your prospects and network value. The best part, even though you'll see results in 90 days, you get to work with the Centricity team for an entire year to make sure you have all the pieces in place and working so you can start having freedom of time and a life outside of your business. So email time at centricityb2b.com to schedule an 18 minute call to learn more. Welcome back. We're talking to Anna Henry of Shift Sustainability Consulting. Let's find out a bit more about you. Let's start with what are the pain points that you solve for the clients that you work with? Jay, the pain point that I so often see is a client needing to or wanting to make a climate action plan, but not knowing where to start, not feeling comfortable doing it on their own, or simply not having the time to dedicate to it. I work with corporations 
nonprofits, schools, municipalities, and building owners to provide clarity on their goals and then use data-backed research combined with compliant industry best practices to give them a climate action roadmap so that they can stop guessing and start acting. Given the high degree of difficulty of navigating this world, particularly when you're what I like to call an amateur, I think it's critical to work with a professional who's at the top of her game. So I'm going to ask you just pretty directly, what is it that makes you great at doing this type of work? I'm great at what I do because I am a long-term thinker and I am really good at process creation and improvement. I start with clearly identifying your end goal and I use that to guide your climate action plan. I know that we need clarity on your desired destination before we can map out an efficient route to get there. And I help you do both, set that high level vision and then outline specific action items to achieve that vision. I encourage everybody to go on LinkedIn, uh, look up Anna. You'll get a sense for not just her educational background, but some of the experience that she has that ideally position her to do such a great job working for her clients. But Anna, I'm going to ask you a little bit of a different question. What has happened in your life that would most explain why you do what you do today? Well, at a high level, I work in the sustainability space because I saw the movie An Inconvenient Truth in college, and it scared me to my bones to think about the risks that climate change created for me, for my family, and for the global population. But more specifically, I started Shift Sustainability Consulting because my position at a previous firm was cut in a round of downsizing, but they continued to subcontract work out to me when they needed sustainability guidance. And that made me realize there are likely a lot of other businesses out there that could benefit from sustainability expertise, even when they can't afford to devote a full-time position to that work. As we talked about, this is such a critical issue. And I don't think that very many executives have a personal background that would serve them well to try to navigate this on their own. So I'm sure we've got plenty of people in our listening audience that would love to reach out to you and continue this discussion privately. What is the best way for people to get in contact with you? You can find me online at shiftsustainable.com. You can send me an email Anna at shiftsustainable.com, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn under Anna Gail Henry. Even if you don't buy into climate crisis that we have, your customers are going to force you to act. I think, Anna, you have really laid out a very compelling way to think about this problem. And it's achievable for all companies of all sizes to do something that allows you to do what it is that so many consumers, so many other businesses are demanding business with. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight and perspective with us to our audience. Let's continue to crush it out there until next time. 